Welcome to Brown AF, Brown, Ambitious, and Free. My name is Niha Winova, your host for the transformation of a lifetime. So the explosive success that you want is not only attainable, but it's much less stressful on you. I'm gonna give you the tips, tools, and get you into CEO thinking so that women and people of color just like you work smarter and get way ahead. This is legacy leadership and it's unlike anything you've been taught before. So tune in and listen up. Let's go. Hello, welcome to Brown AF, to all of my risk-taking CEOs and executive leaders out there. And for those of us who are wanting to grow our skill set and our confidence to be really powerful decision makers. Today, I am speaking directly to you, and I want to talk about a very overlooked but essential foundation for outstanding profitable teams. It is a powerful brick that you must be using to build the framework that supports a highly profitable, highly powerful team. So essentially, it is what is supporting your success as an executive leader, a person tasked with the strategic direction and the success of the overall organization within your industry. And today we're going to talk all about trust, break it down very, very simply and talk about how you can build on it, particularly if you are experiencing a breakdown in trust on your team or between you and another individual who you work with. And oftentimes, this is an incredibly draining part of our life, and we think we can mask it. We think it might just go away like so many things, and they don't. It requires a particular framework and skill set that needs to be practiced. And we have been conditioned to not want to deal with things directly. So we just don't have familiarity. But as a powerful high-level executive, this is an essential part of your toolkit. So I want to make sure you start to practice it and address these issues right away. Trust goes hand in hand with people being able to come into the workplace and really be free to tap into their talent, their expertise, and show up in a fully integrated manner that is congruent with who they are. And we want to do this because the more we can get into our A-game performance and talent as a group, as individuals, as a system, the faster we get to our execution, to our set goals, to what we intend and what we desire. When we do this with less friction, less stress, and less obstacles. So this really is fundamental to a better system of operating and to high quality intentional results to efficiency, which all leads to standing out in your industry and being more profitable. Trust is what increases personal security and safety. 
And when you are doing this optimally, you are creating a team that thrives together, that puts the purpose and the mission above their own needs, their own personal wins, or their need to be vindicated. And so when you do this, you are allowing yourself to really be set up for long-term strategic success. Without trust, humans cannot access really great problem-solving, really great ideas, and powerful, profitable execution. So trust is nothing short but a success multiplier. It helps you be exponentially better. And trust is built in small and big ways through conversations, interactions. We sometimes determine if we trust somebody in the very, very few minutes of interacting with them. And then we build the rest of our assumptions from there. And it's these beliefs and assumptions about someone else that dictate how we interact with them. It's almost like we predetermine what we believe and what we think about someone else. And if we don't actively question this, we can start to really gatekeep and shut other people out and we don't even know we're doing that. So I want to argue that it's important that we create a clean canvas every now and again intentionally and build trust on our team between individuals in a meaningful way, purposefully. And we want to do this by being more congruent with what we value and create a common framework for our team. And what that looks like is that we're considering what is the organizational values and what are my personal values? How are those two things in alignment? And then we want to add the third, how are the other person's values and what I'm assuming about them playing into creating a really stable footing for all of us? So it's the organizational values, my own personal values, and the values of other people on my team. And the more we get clarity around this, and congruence around this, the more stability that we feel. So remember, all day long, we are making quick decisions and assessments about whether we believe one another, whether or not we really trust and value that we can hold each other accountable. So on the micro level, that looks like, will I say what I'm going to do and show up to do that? And will the other party do that as well? And those individual interactions have a ripple effect throughout our lives and throughout our organization. And so subconsciously, as humans, we have the deep need to know that we will be seen, heard, understood, and valued. And more precisely, we need to know that we will have all of those things happen when we are down when we are struggling, when we make a mistake or a misstep, when we need it most. Trust increases our resiliency to get up when we're down. And without it, we struggle longer. We stay hidden. 
and we don't get the help that we need. And so we have to understand that it's about the valleys, getting out of the dips faster, where trust becomes an essential solution to getting out quicker. And we don't really think about trust when things are going great, when we're succeeding. We just expect, you know, other people will come out to the party. They will cheer us on when things are going great. Yeah, heck yeah. We have all the support we need, but it's during the challenging time. And we are facing a lot of those right now, market contractions, layoffs, reductions. We need each other more than ever, and trust is more essential now. And so we want to make sure that we know that we are safe when we're vulnerable, more so than any other time. And this is what most teams forget to invest in intentionally on a regular basis. And so the foundation becomes shoddy over time. And unconsciously, we're conditioned over time to do what we think it takes to get what we want. And what I want to point out about that is that when we are going out to kind of get what we want, That is more one directional and it's certainly more superficial. It doesn't really take into consideration what I was talking about earlier, the organization's values, personal values, and the values of other people that we're dealing with. And so what we really want to do is make sure that we get that right and that we are doing what it takes to invest in it proactively because we don't want to be showing up in a way where we're trying to say things the right way, finessing our words, and essentially appeasing the other person, playing up something or playing down something based on assessments and assumptions that we made a while ago or when we first met, and then we're just corroborating a story. It's kind of confirmation bias after that. You're always looking to see, hey, if I think that person is untrustworthy, they don't show up, they don't know what they're doing, you're just always going to look for evidence that that's the case. You don't cut them a break. You don't cut them any slack to show you that it's different. You're not intentionally trying to do that. And so the really big question is, what if we're wrong about our assumptions? We're so busy in our life. We're trying to tend to so many different things that we don't really question and evaluate. What if we're wrong about somebody else, about their expertise, about their intentions? What if we're not giving them the benefit of the doubt? We have a frayed relationship, a weak relationship there. And so it becomes a recipe for disaster particularly among high-level leaders, the executive team, because it has a dire ripple effect within the organization. So when we approach someone superficially without that strong foundation, without the truth and that structural integrity in a relationship, we will all falter. It's just a matter of time. So we want to make sure that we are preventing that and we are creating stronger, healthier relationships based on trust as soon as possible. 
Because when we're not, the alternative is we are coming from a place of self-protection, making sure that we're right at all costs. And we are resisting being more open to another thought or to a re-evaluated idea. And so we want to remember that being in a protective state is a defense mechanism. And when you are defensive, you're more competitive, your walls are up, and people are more likely to get offended. They're more likely to retreat, to not try, to withdraw, and those relationships suffer. We spend way too much time saying what we think we need to say because we're unsure the other person can really handle the potency and the power of what we're trying to convey. We just don't know how they will respond. It feels unpredictable and unsecured. And when we keep approaching that relationship like that again and again and again, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so we want to make sure that we're proactively taking down the walls so that we can access higher levels of trust safety, better talent, and better performance, both individually and from the people we're working with. We want to know that we can say what's needed, when it's needed, in a quick way to get what we need faster. So we fix the gaps, we fix the leaks, and we get to what's most important. And when we stop trying to cover things up or be right, we stop trying to show off We are more supportive of one another and our group. We have more practice in really understanding how people handle us when we push back, how they handle our opinions, and how they respond. So when we have more evidence that they can handle it well and that they're responsive, we provide what we think our expertise more willingly. When trust is ignored or not prioritized, Your team and your organization risks falling into the red zone, a dangerous space. And so how that shows up at the team level, you kind of have the same ongoing conflict between the same individuals or factions of individuals as it grows because people are trying to get more and more people to think what they think. So then those little factions grow. You see one-on-one conversations happening around the water cooler, complaints. There is bad-mouthing and gossiping happening with kind of this guy's superficial intent to be helpful. And I mean, that's really questionable, right? You're just really trying to find evidence that you're right and more people believe you're right. And this can also show up with ongoing conversations and similar problems happening. And so on the individual level, how this shows up is frustration, defensiveness, and excuses from a leader or key leaders on the team if it's happening with multiple individuals and we're not nipping this in the bud. We see people being really busy, having really busy schedules, but then they're yet still missing targets, not really showing up or delivering what's needed or what's expected. So the whole team suffers. Accountability goes down. Efficiency goes down. We miss targets. 
We see this come up when there's silo thinking. My division is doing something that's more important than your division. And that's that kind of whole my division first mentality. You'll also see a lot of behaviors that are credit seeking externally. So they're going to vie for the attention from you if you're the CEO or from the chief leader of any particular department. So there'll be more workarounds to get credit and solve things with the chief decision maker and less of an effort on working through it as a team. And so this creates an ongoing emotional and energy drain for everybody. Think about it. It's like walking into a cocktail party at a venue that you've never been to and you don't know how people will react to you. You don't have a strong feeling that you'll be welcomed and that you can build on that moving forward. It plays into our human fears when there is low predictability, low one-on-one relationships and interactions, low belief about how somebody will support you and get you what you need when they say they will. And so it becomes a very uncomfortable situation. It requires a lot of energy. And so the thing is, we miss so many early opportunities to build trust. And we find eroding trust to happen because we're just too busy tending to what I think are the wrong things, like day-to-day emergencies that happen all the time and looking good, saving face, making sure people like us and think we're a nice person or a smart person versus solving the trust issues and what's most important for the task at hand. And so as an exceptional CEO leader, you want to prevent trust erosion and build it early on so that you're not in constant damage control. So let's talk about what functional trust looks like when it's going well. Number one, It's the willingness to listen for truth in any circumstance, no matter what's happening. It's the ability to really hear what the other person's point of view is and integrate it as necessary in a way that's super beneficial to your performance and to the end result and the prosperity of the entire team. Number two, you want to be really open to improve your approach, your patterns, and your processes in the long run for mutual gain. Number three, you want to be able to have a desire to prioritize the results of the organization and the team above your own personal grandstanding, your need to win or your need to be proven right. And my friends, as high achievers, as highly credentialed, high performers, this is really a challenge because this becomes a battle of egos and we don't want that to happen. Number four is you wanna make sure that you get out of the space where you feel like you have to have things go your way. And One way that this shows up is if you have that knee-jerk reaction to be like, I told you so, what that is, is it's representative of 
a I win and you lose, I'm right, you are wrong thinking. It's black and white thinking. It is evidence of scarcity and patriarchal, perfectionistic thinking. What we want instead is a blended model where we believe that different ideas, different point of views, and experiences, diverse thinking and solutions come together for a better, solid solution and that all boats rise together. It is a very powerful strategic approach. And number five, when this happens, you will actually feel a release in your body. You will feel lighter, less pressure. You will feel more free and willing to have eyes on you when you speak up and you state your point of view, even when, no pun intended, you're in the minority. Or when it's controversial to say what you're about to say, for you to share your expertise abundantly without fear, without feeling like you have to prove that you're smart and you prove that you're right. You stop feeling like you have to prove and you just demonstrate and showcase at a higher level. And you also know that when you get feedback, you can handle it. You're all in this together. You feel that it's constructive and it's there to support you. It's there to help you. It's there to help you grow and win as a team because your individual contributions are synergistic. You're getting more than the sum of the parts. So you get faster, better, more compounded results more quickly in the short term and in the long term. You guys, I know this is hard stuff because you may have a frayed relationship with somebody that's been damaged for a period of time. And I want you to call on trust to make things better. And as a CEO, as a powerful, effective executive leader, always remember that trust is your ally. And when we stop trying to succeed at an individual level, we do better together. And ideally, we want to elect to work in a place that is winning with a strong and distinct mission and vision that we wholeheartedly support. So it's important to use that to your advantage when you're selecting people onto your team, when you're vetting them, when you're building trust right when they come on. And that trust within the system will require you to have more trust in yourself, how you show up, how you react, not only when you succeed, but more importantly, when you are perceiving that things aren't going well, when you are floundering, and when you think you're about to fail. That is when you need trust from yourself and from others around you. You want to know that you are not going to beat yourself up and make yourself miserable and add more pain to the circumstance. We have to know that we know how to take care of ourselves, that we have a framework for that, and that we will have our own back and reach out to those around us who want us to succeed and who we can turn to to hold us up and lift us out. So when you feel that your defenses are going up, it is a sign that you're closing off. 
You might get redness in your face. Your heartbeat will quicken. You will get a pounding in your chest and know that that is protection and walls going up and trust is coming down and you are getting into the danger zone. And what you want to do is make sure that you find a way to get into your own green zone. And that's what I do when I work into my clients. You want to make sure that you get into your own green zone. And that is what I do when I work with my clients. We identify their own red zones and their green zones and the exact bridge to get them where they need to be to perform effectively. And so number one, you do that by recognizing that it's happening and two, consciously moving towards trust. You do that by getting really neutral and really curious and asking powerful, high quality questions. And here is the framework. Number one, you want to ask yourself, what is true about the information or feedback being provided here? Number two, what processes can get better? This is way more neutral than thinking they're attacking me, they're right or wrong, I'm right or wrong. This is not about right or wrong. It's about what can we do to improve efficiency and be more effective. And number three, you have to build a new way of showing up where you don't take it personally. To get this framework, email us, send us a message, drop your email at nihacoaching.com, and we will make sure that you get these questions and these frameworks so that you can use them effectively to build trust on your team. So if you're struggling, if your team is struggling, you want to make sure you're getting out of the red zone and getting into the green zone. We have frameworks that will help you do that so that you build the essential brick of trust within your organization and within your executive team. Reach out to us. We're here to support you. We want to hear how this is resonating with you. And if you drop us your email, we will get you the frameworks that will help you guide and direct your team. Until next week, be bold, be strong, build trust, and be brown AF. See you soon. Thank you for joining us and listening to our podcast. We invite everybody who believes in inclusive success to join the mission here at Brown, Ambitious, and Free. This is for you to be more of who you are and succeed with simple tools and unlearn things that don't support your success. Please subscribe and share this podcast with other supporters and ambitious changemakers and visionaries who want to be a part of this important movement to change the face of leadership and wild success. Check out our website to learn all the different ways to connect with me and work with me. You can work with me as a private coaching client one-on-one by booking a consultation call at www.nihacoaching.com. That's N like Nancy, I India, H Harry, A Apple, coaching.com. 
I also work with leadership teams and organizations to supercharge the leadership and execution and build a culture of success. Send us a message and book a call. Finally, would you like me to speak at your organization or association? That's easy to do. Reach out to us and schedule a masterclass or workshop. Come back every week for important discussions that will revolutionize the way you think, create, and perform to get greater and greater success. I will show you how to use a proven methodology that takes out the guesswork and adds to your success. Join us here each week and spread the message. We will see you soon.